0: Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB.
1: Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your
2: mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 when I'm on Saturdays 3 to 6. A lot of times I make way for UGA sports and basketball season is upon us. So I'll probably be on every Saturday afternoon, but maybe not from 3 to 6. So check out my website for more on that, MonicaPerezShow.com. And... Uh, We have been talking about the San Bernardino shooting, mass shooting, 14 people killed, 21 injured. The suspects are dead, uh, allegedly have links to ISIS. So we've got mass shooting and terrorism in one package this week. And I'll tell you, everything I've heard from the mainstream media and the government has been, we need more surveillance and we need gun control. And I'll tell you, I think we can neutralize terrorist threats here at home by without more surveillance, with no surveillance, with no increase in the police state, with no uh, gun control. If I know it sounds radical, but it was the way it was in early America, universal gun ownership, universal gun ownership would stop mass shooters in their tracks. They just couldn't. They they just wouldn't be able to take very many people out, and they probably wouldn't even try because it seems like they're all cowards, and show up at gun free zones with extremely vulnerable people like children. In this case, it was disabled people. But there's another way that would actually save us money as a country, and uh, and put it give us the moral high road, and that would be to repudiate alliances with countries that support terror so saudi arabia is a country that it's and qatar as far as terrorists that have gone into and come out of syria uh they they use radical islamists to serve their political ends and it's not like we haven't been affected by that 15 out of 19 of the 9-11 hijackers were saudi osama bin laden is from a still prominent saudi family and this couple uh who is supposed to have done the wednesday shooting met in saudi arabia so there's clearly a problem there but they're very close allies of ours and another thing that's been in the news this week that got virtually no coverage is that russia has been accusing turkey of cooperating with isis in their oil trade so you always you gotta wonder how is isis so powerful well They sell oil on the black market to whom I'd like to know, but apparently Turkey facilitates that and Turkey denied it. But Russia seems to have put up proof that nobody is denying Uh, from what I could tell. I'm satisfied by it. You can check it out easily. It's all over the internet, but it's not all over the mainstream media and Turkey is a member of NATO. So if they do something stupid, it can get us all into world war three. So by, repudiating ties with countries that support terrorism, no matter what country it is, uh, would, in in my mind, bring us a great leap forward into saving money, taking our people out of harm's way, and reducing terrorism in the world, because it wouldn't pay as well. And I think Michael has a little something to add to that. Hi, uh, Michael, are you, uh, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you, Monica. Of course I can. Okay, what you got? Okay, Monica, well, here's my thing. You know, I've been reading a lot of RT.com, Russia Today, and over the last two weeks since their fighter jet was shot down by those Turkey, uh, the, the nation of Turkey, uh, you know, I, I watched that video, too, and it was horrific, where all the uh, ISIS and all the rebel groups, like, uh, you know, the recon team went out and shot down the paratroopers. Was, yeah, they murdered
2: the pilot as he ejected from the
0: plane. I watched the, the video. And they were screaming the name of their, you know, Islamist god, and they were just like monkeys out there, and they were shooting them down. And I was so terrified, and I looked at RT.com, and it said that Turkey, the government of Turkey, is selling their oil to ISIS. Can you believe this? And we don't hear nothing about that. Well, first of all, we don't hear nothing about Saudi Arabia. Like you said, 9-11 hijackers were Saudi, all these, you know, all these connections to Saudi Arabia you know and all know. these connections and, and and first of all Benghazi Benghazi an are a CIA arms smuggling operation all the seven warehouses around Benghazi were uh arms trafficking between the Saudis and the rebel groups oh. in the area can you believe that
2: yeah that's an so, that's an interesting point because there was a leaked defense intelligence agency document which you've probably heard about where The U.S. government knew that this, what they called a Salafist principality, was emerging in the border area between Syria and Iraq. And they welcomed it. They rejoiced in that. They said it's, quote, exactly what they want to give them an excuse to unseat Assad. But elsewhere in that, it talks about the blind sheik having something to do with Benghazi. And here's the crazy thing. The blind sheik was the guy who supposedly masterminded world trade center 93 and he's in a u.s jail i read in the daily mail the uk daily mail that he's under solitary confinement but has a big social media presence so this guy is in our jail recruiting for
0: isis Monica, monica you're absolutely right and i and i listen to you whenever i get a chance and i hate how they're moving you around from time slot to time slot because you speak the truth you know, That's... Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, they have to water their content down for the masses, you know. But you have a voice that can be heard, and it is amazing. And, and you know, like, like I said, let's get back to the, the topic of Turkey. You know, they're financing ISIS with their oil, okay? They're shooting down Russian jets because Russian recon teams have found the evidence. They've found these oil reserves. They're finding out that they're ISIS. These trucks are moving it through satellite imagery. They're finding these ISIS trucks coming in empty and leaving loaded with Turkey oil. And you don't hear about nothing about this on the U.S. media. You don't hear anything about that because we're in cahoots with Saudi Arabia. We're owned by Saudi Arabia. And I don't know what what, what the deal with Turkey is, but that's uh, all I
1: got to say.
2: Thank you. It did strike me... As amazing that, I mean, I was convinced by the evidence and we didn't hear about it on the news, I will say, in defense of my station, WSB, which I love and I respect that syndicated hosts have the kind of reach they do because uh, they... Are prudent. I don't know, but uh, I like to be on Saturdays. I know it moves me around, but uh, I could be on Sunday where I don't move around, but I like to be on Saturdays despite the inconvenience. And who knows? Maybe uh, I'll move to a better spot sometime. But I'm going to Ron. Thank you so much for that call, Michael. I'm going to Ron in Canton. Hi, Ron. You're on with Monica.
3: Hello, Monica. Well, it's been an interesting show today. I hate to think of the things we're up against fighting against each other in our own country left right and the thing is we can't set anything right as long as Obama and his justice department are in power. You think all.
2: the Republicans are going to set things right?
3: Well, I think certain parts of the Republican party could, namely maybe maybe Trump,
1: maybe Cruz
2: See, but here's the thing. I think they they talk a good game, but if you dig in, go to my website if you have time. I hate to give you homework, but... Ted Cruz, his he has said this was no big deal. His wife's connections with the Council on Foreign Relations. are That you,
1: bothers me a lot.
2: It does. And he said it was no big deal, but I dug into it, and she was there for five years. And the thing that she signed, this uh, recommendation for North American Union that breaks down the borders for people and goods, it does a lot of kind of cronyistic stuff. Uh, it talks about interoperability of the military across borders with Mexico and Canada. And he said it was no big deal. And if he had just said, I don't agree with her, I would be OK with it. But he said that was no big deal. And then he told us that the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, was no big deal. Now, I, you know, I don't feel like I can trust him. I don't know what he's all about. So they talk a good game. But I wonder when push comes to shove what they're really going to do.
1: Yeah, Bob, um, you're not the only one. I
2: know. I'm sorry. I hate to be like that, but I really, I think we're past the point where we can count on a major party to do anything against the interests of the ultimate power elite the people where it's just gotten so cronyistic it's beyond capitalism which i love i'm actually a an anarcho-capitalist i do not believe in the government but i believe in capitalism it's gotten to the point where it's like a worldwide fascism where the corporations the imf all the stuff are in bed together and i don't think i think that our parties are below that and that we can't look to them to fight that power
1: well, who are we going to get to do that to start? That's the question.
2: Well, there is one uh, little glimmer of hope, or I would say two. I read this um, expression recently called pathocracy, where it's like pathos, which is abnormal, and ocracy, which I guess is government. Pathocracy is where your government works against you. But it always, this is the theory, the, the guy who invented that expression said that most people are like have a good moral compass and that won't last forever and I feel like we're reaching some kind of frenzy point where the pathocracy which I think we have reached that point is is panicking a little bit and that's why they exercise such total control over the media like people say I don't believe what the media says I don't believe what the government says you think that but you do think that the basic facts are correct like what happened in San Bernardino you think the basic facts they're reporting are correct I'm not so sure about that. So I I think that these guys are reached the point where they have total control over the media. And I actually think that's a bad sign because we do have alternative sources of information. You have to absolutely have to use your judgment on what you accept and what you don't accept. But there, that I think it's really a question of consent that if we... Refuse to consent to the tyranny, they really can't force it on us, which is why they use these events to promote their propaganda about gun control. They care about the mind, they care about brainwashing because they need us to buy into it. And so the power is ultimately with us. And I think that is the hopeful part. Uh, I do still um, have lots of great calls. I'm going to go through them right after this as quick as I can. 404 872 750 1 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: I have a weekend prize pack for you a family four pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Arena a fresh-cut Christmas tree courtesy of Pike Nurseries, and a McDonald's $25 arch card and a family four-pack of tickets to see the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra performance of a very merry holiday, Pox. First person to call 404 seven four one zero seven fifty 750 gets that. And uh, I am going to go back to my topic of uh, gun control. Is It's a topic we could talk about for hundreds of years you know in the past it's always been important but i really think it's obama's number one final maybe sole true goal for 2016 and i think we need to be hyper vigilant i think we do we can defend ourselves against that but we have to be hyper vigilant i'm going to roy and lawrenceville hi roy you're on with monica
0: yeah hi monica i'll be brief
1: a long time listener and a first caller
0: I really think that there's two purposes. I think that uh, he's insecure about the way the Democrat Party is running for office, and he wants to be sure that if he maintains his position of president just a little bit longer, he can ingrain the executive orders that he has signed. Uh, I think, number two, that with all these immigrants, he's looking to increase the Democratic vote. And I think that uh, by bringing over these uh, immigrants, there'd be a lot of people that would be upset. So I think that uh, banning guns in both instances would uh, benefit his his decisions to bring over the immigrants and to maintain office.
2: Oh, that's interesting that you think these guys, uh, that when people see immigrants, refugees coming over, they're going to want a gun ban because they're afraid these people are going to be dangerous?
1: Yes, of course.
2: Interesting, because I would, if I thought dangerous people were around, I would want guns. As a matter of fact, my husband emailed me as soon as this thing happened on Wednesday, like he always does, and said, hey, man, we got to get guns. <laughs> so
1: The more guns were sold... Over the
0: Black Friday, that yes, uh, then they could equip the Marine Corps. Yeah,
2: and I and I've thought of actually, you know, how can Obama keeps coming out and it and it seems to work in opposition to what he wants. But the fact is, those people, the people who are in the market for guns, are people he's never swaying. It's just he all he needs is the appearance of a fifty-one percent support, not even really fifty-one percent support, but the appearance of a majority uh, or the swing voters or. The independents wanting this gun control, and you're right. I noticed it with Hillary I was doing a lot of that talking with the Bundy Ranch thing, where mm-hmm. she said the these gun people are terrorizing Middle America.
1: No, they terrorized those those uh,
0: the people that came out there to take that man's Bundy's ranch. And yes, and listened to listen from
1: that real well.
2: But it was a setup. I thought that it it the Democrats used that as a way. To get people to think that other Americans were a danger to them if they had their guns. You know, people who understand gun rights are not threatened, but but there may be a swing percentage that'll let it go. 404 8720 750 1 800 WSB Talk. Both Andy and Ken want to talk about the ultimate uh, result of gun control. You can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
3: Live and
1: festive
2: in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB.
3: Buddy what what's your favorite color for this town? Hello.
1: Hello. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB.
2: I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although I do during basketball season move around a little bit, which. Some listeners have expressed frustration with, but uh, it's okay. I always uh, put my podcasts on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, so you can get it commercial-free. So there's a bonus for that. For the inconvenience, I I make sure I post that stuff commercial-free, hopefully Monday or Tuesday. We're talking about what happened in San Bernardino this week, but more about how mass shootings, terrorism, these things... Even before the facts are all in, both sides are clamoring for what they want to do. So Obama's always waiting for something to support his calls for gun control. But there was another element this week, this see something, say something thing, which had already started rolling out last week when New York released an app, see something, send something. And so earlier I had said, I don't, I really am skeptical about what I'm told by the government and by mainstream media. I just am. And some things you only believe because you trust them at some level. So there was a report on Wednesday that's been cited across the media that someone saw these guys these this couple when they were on the run but wouldn't report them for fear of seeming racist and i just can't really believe that these people are running around with ammo vests and camo or black and uh, it just it just doesn't make sense to me but i would only believe it if i thought the mainstream media could be trusted to vet these people to make sure the story was true but they don't they just in my opinion they don't they just use whatever pops up oh yeah we can use this i don't like it i don't trust it but another thing i saw in the wall street journal last week after the paris attacks was this uh, celebratory article a fire alarm for gunshots, saying that they that the technology is already developed and they really think we should you know all municipalities should buy this where they put microphones on all the street lamps, uh, the goal of the microphone is to triangulate the exact location of a gunshot in case somebody calls nine one one and doesn't really know because it was like echoey or something, and by you know inadvertently an unintended result is that they will actually be able to record everything that's said everywhere. So there are cameras everywhere on your stoplights and now they want microphones everywhere on your streetlights and I just think it's getting excessive whereas an armed uh, population would not—you wouldn't need to call 911. You wouldn't have to worry about these uh, being, you know, waiting for the government to come save you, which they could never get there in time. Anyway, uh, I guess you know how I feel about this. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. I'm going to Ken in Dallas. Hi, Ken. You're on with Monica.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
2: Good. How are you doing?
1: Great. We need to get rid of this president. The uh, gun control business is nothing more than a hidden agenda. Uh, Gun control does nothing more than control the guns of honest people. That is true. Criminals and evil people are always going to be able to get the guns. Even if you were to take all the guns away, they would figure out a way of getting them or making them or using some other means to uh, implement their evil period.
2: I I was reading in one of these, uh, studies, I was doing a lot of research on it, that basically any plumber or electrician has the stuff to make a gun. I don't know if that's true, but I guess it's a pretty simple concept.
1: You know, it's, it's funny that you, art imitates life and life imitates art. And when you've got movies that show you people making guns out of plastic materials, um, these things can be done. They've got zip guns that can be made out of, uh, of ballpoint pens.
2: Uh, I know. My, uh, my air conditioning guy who I love, he talks about making, like, marshmallow guns and potato guns and going and shooting them off in the woods. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that really hurt somebody? It's like, oh, yeah, you just have to be careful. I'm like, okay. Imagine, <laughs> you know, if it's exactly. that easy, the kids are doing it.
1: Exactly. You take a potato gun... Load it full of nails and whatever else, yeah. along with the potato and shoot it into a crowd. and And you've got shrap metal flying everywhere,
2: yeah. I mean, so- it's my it's my conclusion from the drug war and uh, illegal immigrants coming over to take jobs that Americans will not take because, the like food stamp floor, the welfare floor keeps keeps this black market for lower skilled jobs open. The drug war keeps a black market for drugs open. There's a gonna be a black market for guns. You cannot suppress a black market unless you get super brutal, like in Singapore. Like if they chop your head off for having a knife, you know, or nails or a pressure cooker. Okay, maybe you can stop it, but you would really have to get brutal and nobody wants that.
1: Even if you got brutal, honest people don't have to worry. The criminals are still going to get the weapon, and they don't care what the punishment is. I mean, look, they've got the death penalty, and it still doesn't deter people from killing people.
2: You know what's interesting is that recently, since 1992, there's been a tremendous decline in crime. Is that common knowledge? A huge decline in murders and violent crime. Did you know that?
1: Well, it's it's not common knowledge because they don't want you to know that. They yeah, and and be, they want you to stay afraid.
2: This has been correlated with I don't I don't know who will remember this, but in '92, like the Contract with America era, there that there was like kind of a change in political attitude in this country, and a lot of the states went back to concealed carry laws. A lot of states loosened up the gun laws, and that there is a correlation between more guns and less crime, and it's really defensive, because people who are not going to shrink from violent crime and murder are not going to care about getting a gun through a background check. It's just not going to happen.
1: Exactly. I had, I lived in Kennesaw. I owned a gun when I lived in Kennesaw. I got rid of my guns because I had little kids in the house. I had five kids, and I was worried that you know they would get their hands on it. So I didn't have guns for years, but now, I'm more inclined to go out and buy a gun because I don't think the government is going to protect us. The yeah,
2: government. and I worry about that, too. I have little children or young children, and I have one son with Down syndrome, and I just, I really am not comfortable with the guns because I'm a responsible person, and I know I can't, maybe I could handle it, but um, that'll have to change. But yes, the and the, when they quote those stats or act like, we have the super high murder rate it's the murder rate is highly localized by coincidence to areas with strict gun laws often because the local population will submit to strict gun laws if murder is out of control but the reality is if you look at these international studies the u.s murder rate is not it's kind of middle of the pack and our gun ownership rate is through the roof i'm going to andy in stockbridge hi andy you're on with monica
3: yeah, hello. Um, I've been you know listening to all these gun things, uh, gun stuff. I've been listening to them for a long time. You know they've been talking. You no, know, since they've been talking, it always reminds me about uh, um that on the, the episode of On the Family where Archie Bunker says he knows how to end all your skyjackings, As when people get on the airplane, arm all your passengers when they get. When the airplane lands, take them up again. So, harm everybody so nobody has an advantage over anybody else.
2: Well, I would worry a teeny bit about that on airplanes, because if there was an accident, the whole, I assume that if it got through, yeah. breached the hull, everybody would go down. I mean, that is a level of responsibility. Yeah. You know that I think people can, yeah, but could, but, yeah, but why but, not try it in society where you're not hurtling through the air in a metal tube? You
3: know. Yeah, but but you know, I, 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 I mean, not just not just airplanes, but you know, just you know, like you no, know, just you no, know, let people carry their guns, like you know, on the street. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's undeniable, um, but let's get a uh, a different opinion. I'm going to Brady and Dacula. Brady. You're on with Monica.
3: Hi Monica. Yeah, I've been listening to your show now for the last forty five minutes and I must say that, you know, the second amendment is not going to change in this country. I don't see another amendment to take guns out of the law out of the rule of law in this country. I also don't see the President of the United States going after people's guns. I think that's a ridiculous argument. But why does he keep pounding the table for that? He's pounding the issue because our children are getting killed. People are getting killed with automatic rifles and weapons that are basically designed for war and mass destruction. That's why he's pounding the pavement for it. And the only reason he's pounding the pavement is to allow us as citizens to stop and think for a second what are we doing to our society? That's it. He's not trying to take guns from anybody. They've been Well, I think that he
2: does want argument. to take no, those exact he guns. he does not.
3: He does not. He's the president of the United States. He doesn't have the ability, nor the right, nor the power to take away the Second Amendment. So but he has a lot of influence. Table. He, he, well, I've got influence, and Donald Trump's got influence, and you've got influence. But at the end of the day, the Second Amendment is not going anywhere. So we will have the right to bear arms. The question truly is... How do we protect our children? How do we protect innocent lives from being slaughtered on a regular daily With basis? With defensive weapons. No. If more weapons are going to do nothing more than just continue to bring more death.
2: That's not true. I mean, What's your like, evidence so of that?
3: The evidence is, is that in societies like in Japan, for example, where people don't have guns, the gu- and, the, and the police don't even have guns, They're not walking around shooting people with automatic weapons. But that's
2: That's why they don't have guns, because they have a lower rate of homicide. The causal relationship is not clear. uh,
3: Well, you know, and then, well, you know, I don't, I'm not arguing for or against it. What I'm saying is we have to be smart as a society to find ways to protect our citizens. And you're right. The government is not going to be the only way to do it. But we have to be smart enough. One example. I'll give you a prime example, then I'll let this go. My wife is the daughter of a homicide detective in Philadelphia, had guns all over the house, 357 magnums, rifles, the whole nine yards, because that's what he had. And they were taught never to touch the weapons. They would open up a, a drawer in the kitchen, and guess what? There'd be a gun in there. But they were taught how to use it, and they were taught not to misuse it. And that's, that's awesome. And that's what we to get to.
2: And if you ha- that's right. And I actually think that if you have enough, uh, if the gu- if the culture teaches people to respect the guns, then you don't have accidents. And the reality is that most uh, that if you that most <laughs> the reality is that more guns in this country, as opposed to other countries. Uh, it's neutral in other countries. So you mentioned the thing about Japan. In other countries, the causal relationship is not clear. Here, the causal relationship is clear. It's a cultural thing. When we have more guns, we can defend ourselves, and we do. And the fact is that many, many, many more crimes are stopped with guns than uh, than are accidentally discharged. So maybe there's a thousand accidents a year, but like two million. Uh, defensive uses or deterrent uses of guns so i agree that we can incorporate them into our culture keep them safe keep us safe and i think that's the answer because the government can't be everywhere at once and obama cannot make this as a diktat but he couldn't make obamacare a diktat either so uh i'm gonna wrap this up after the break last uh, call for tweets at monica perez show
1: monica perez on News 95.5 at AM 7:50 WSB
2: I am wrapping up the uh, my first week back at my regular time 3 to 6 on Saturdays we're talking about gun control some people think I'm overreacting but I am really worried about the push I feel like what you know Washington is out of control and the second amendment is our last defense I'm going to give Reginald and Stone Mountain the last word Reginald you're on with Monica
4: Oh, yes, Monica. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say kudos to the gentleman that was on on before. Because the Second Amendment is not going anywhere. You're talking to an Army war veteran, And I think that, you know, that this whole society that we're dealing with is predicated on fear. And some people fear are very real, just like the incident that happened in San Bernardino. Um, citizens need to be vigilant. But it's alarming to me to just be in America. And now see that this society has changed so much to where and I have no problem with people owning guns don't get me wrong about that you know open carry you know it's like I take my family to a restaurant and hear someone sitting inside you know with the firearm you know on and stuff like that you know that is so unattractive I mean we, we're not our society we live in you know if you got those type of fear and I think the media and a lot of other things perpetuating all of this stuff here and I'm not saying that there's not terrorism and not violent people in this society but you know, if you if you put all your hope and ambitions into owning a firearm to be your deliverance, I mean, you you already lost. You already gave in to, to to what I really believe that you know I would say, and there's a lot of things I can tell you about the government. I mean, I've been with them for years. And uh, well, what you
2: were everywhere. starting to say was that it's ultimately due to fear. But what I really fear, it's not this one-on-one thing. It's that if we ha- if we are known to be defenseless. Then the government will have absolute power, and absolute power does corrupt absolutely. So you can't see it now because the mechanisms aren't in place. But once you lose your defense, it's all over. But I'm over now, and uh, you can get the podcast Monday or Tuesday at monicaperezshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at monicaperezshow, and I love to get extra likes after a show. So like me on Facebook. This is Monica Perez.